BPM, BPM yeah. cast. Yeah, Welcome yeah, to the BPM cast. It is uh, January 12th, 2012, uh, the new year. My name is Will Ryan. Uh, I'm here with uh, four other people. We're doing a doing our first ever five guy cast. Um, I got Sponsored by Five Guys Burgers. Oh yeah, dude. Five Guys just opened up in my area, coincidentally. It's good shit. I'm really, really I'm excited about it. Anyway, that's, uh, you hear Rob. Rob, I came in. What's up? What's up? Um, Eric Berg is here. Hello. Um, Sean Hyken. What's up? And Phil Kosaurus. What's up, everybody? Hey. How was the, how was the break? How, what it, Rob, you're still in, Eng, you're still in the English land. <laughs> I'm still in the English land for a few hours more. I've packed. I'm off to, back to the States tomorrow, going to New York, and then LA again next Tuesday. What are you doing in New York? Uh, meeting Evan Kaludas for the first time ever. For the first time ever? Yeah. I didn't know. Hope that. he's a nice guy. No one's ever met Evan. Really? He's like, he's like untouchable. No one's ever met him maybe except just, Colin Joyce. Maybe he's just an android somewhere. Maybe I I will get to the bottom of this and many more questions <laughs> this weekend. Rob, Sorry. what are you gonna do when you can't watch the new Sherlock series on TV? I haven't, I haven't watched any of it yet. So oh, they're just, good. I know, I'm going to download them all. I just started watching it yesterday. They have it on Netflix now, Rob, the first season. Awesome. It's only three episodes? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but they're like three like movies. Awesome. They're like, a, like 90 minutes long each. Sweet. How's, how's Oregon? <laughs> Everybody else from, from Oregon? I don't know. I guess the Blazes are okay this year. Uh, yeah, they look good. They look really good. <laughs> I didn't have electricity in my house for the last two and a half weeks of break. Really? Why not? No. Oregon's a weird place, man. No, it's, my, it's, no it's, just, it's just because my house is 80 years old and uh, all the wiring was melted together. Wait. Two and a half weeks? More like closer to two, but I, I've talked to my parents. It's still not done, apparently. Oh, is uh, that your parents' house? Yeah. So did you not have, like, internet or...? or... We, after a couple days, we got... It, uh, electricity back in the kitchen, and so we just had a whole bunch of extension cords and power strips oh in other rooms. But after after it got dark out, you couldn't do anything. That's <laughs> off. That's crazy. But so you guys just huddle around garbage can fires for warmth. <laughs> Something like that. Sweet. I went to the Watch the Throne concert in Tacoma, though. That was pretty cool. How was it? How many times? I mean, did, how many times? Don't did say it. Don't say it. Okay. Sorry. Five. <laughs> five. That's it. Times. Five. That's weak. I know it was not as cray as the <laughs> LA shows. I guess you can only play it so many times. It's Sorry, like, I just don't know if we're explicit. Apparently, you can't though. You can keep playing it. <laughs> they played it. They played it like ten or eleven times at each of the LA shows. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cop to never hearing that song ever. Yeah. What? Really? I've yep. never finished that album. I've never, it's, it's like three tracks in. So I've only listened to Otis, and I thought that song was really bad. So I think you're really bad. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. oh man! Why don't you just stay in Great Britain? <laughs> I, I don't even like Watch the Throne that much, but uh, still. No, I, I don't think it's really bad. I think it's. I thought it was not interesting. I guess. Anyway, speaking of. Uh, wait, wait, Will. What? How are things in Vermont? Oh man, what it. There's no snow here. It's crazy. You live in Vermont? Yeah, I live in Vermont. (laughs) That's pretty rad. That's pretty what? 
That's pretty rad. Yeah, it's it's cool, I guess. Wait, you live in Portland, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you how, how do you like the new season of Portlandia? I haven't watched it. Have you watched? Oh, the- I did see the no. I did see the I did see the one about uh, Battlestar Galactica and that one guy from that one '90s band that people like. Yeah, there's a lot of dorky music references, obviously, in that show. They had Amy. Yeah. They had Amy Mann in the first season and stuff. They had the one. They had the one hot chick from uh, Parks and Rec, so that was cool for a while. She's been in a couple episodes, actually. Yeah, she's been in like three. <coughs> yeah, those are my favorites. I guess. I, I like how we all know who you're talking about. The hot chick, Parks and Rec. Oh, what's her name? <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little. Yeah, but she's really well, cute. The, the other chick in Parks and Rec is good looking too. Rashida. No, but I know, but Aubrey. Yeah, R- Rashida Giants, yeah. Most yeah, of But Aubrey I'm is kind of polar man myself. Aubrey's, Aubrey's getting more and more hype each day. Well, she's going to be in some huge uh, movie that's coming out this summer. I forget what it is, but anyway, this is the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a music podcast, damn it. Uh, so, what do you guys want to talk about first? Uh, we, get, we got some news. Like, Let's just get right into Coachella. I think we should. Do you think we should do Coachella first, or? No, let's talk about something else first. We're still writing news. Okay, well, so uh, LCD Sound System just released a trailer for a documentary called uh, "Shut Up and Play the Hits," which documents their final Madison Square Garden appearance. Which is how many times did they play that? They only played Madison Square Garden once. Oh, really? They played Terminal Five for a week, and then Madison Square Garden. Yes. What did everybody think of it? Well, did I watched it live? Did anyone else watch it live? The stream, that is. You mean that the preview or the show? I oh, guess we're talking right, about... yeah, yeah. The preview looks good, but I was talking about the show. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the preview, Rob? The, I think I thought the preview preview looked interesting. I don't know how. I think it will be good, but uh, I think they'll have to pad out with, I don't know how much interesting stuff they can be around James Murphy for, what, three days of his life or however long they follow him for. Well, the one I mean, bit did you where, see where the thing that um, LCD just, they just tweeted or Facebooked or whatever about that? No. No. Like, he was saying, like, like yeah, they, like, they had this, these two directors follow him around to film the concert, but they end up making, like, a movie with, like, a story and stuff, and that's what the movie's gonna be. It's not gonna be so much, like, a documentary more than it's, like, Actually, like telling like a, like a linear narrative. Really? Yeah. I, I kind of got that vibe. Like it, the the trailer opened up with him like sleeping and like waking up. And it's just like what oh, these documentarians yeah. are in your room just fil- just filming yeah. you. Like just, they're just waiting. <laughs> He's gonna yeah, wake like, up any minute. We'll get the shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was this weird thing. Yeah, the way they made, he made it seem like when with the LCD sound system uh, Facebook feed is like. It's. I mean, it's like still obviously a documentary, but it's like it's not like a concert film, you know. Okay. Um, the shot of him taking his dog for a whiz was classic. Yeah, and he, he had those pajama pants on. Yeah, favorite. no shoes. No, but that's who like go, that's James who would Murphy, go out with right? no shoes in in New York. Who would go out on the sidewalk with no shoes or socks? Yeah. But that's kind of his his. I mean, if he has an image, that's what it's just like the every man rock star kind of thing, which is cool. It's kind of funny how, like, the one night before... He, how many people fits in, in Madison Square Garden? I have no uh, idea. 20, like 20 to 30,000. Yeah, he can have, like, 20 to 30,000 people screaming at him, and the next morning he takes his dog out for a whiz, and no one knows him. It's just another guy. Yeah. yeah. I like that. 
So, well, the thing I kept thinking while I was watching that trailer, though, is like, with like, how long has it been since this concert? Was it, it eight, like oh, October? Eight, eight, eight. No, Almost it was April. It was oh, April. Okay. Oh yeah. What am I thinking? Anyway. All right, but since then, like James Murphy has gone like played festivals, DJing like his special like disco stuff. Like they made a new music video for the Franz Ferdinand cover. Now they got the movie coming out. It's like it's like they never went away, really. You know. It's, but like, this is yeah, gonna be like, the end. This is the end. This is it. I, I don't think so. I, I get the feeling <laughs> that it's never gonna end. <laughs> you know. They're just gonna like, fetishize this it. last appearance. Like I, it's just like how like what's the over under of like when LCD sound system is going to come back? Like, is it five years? You know, like, I, don't, I can't imagine it being more than five years before they're like, all right, we're going to do something with LCD sound system. Because it doesn't, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that can stop. Like, yeah, that's true. I agree. And what, like, and I got that impression when they kept showing footage, like, it, of him, like, by himself, like, staring at a room. It's just like this impression of, like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? You know? Yeah. And, like, obviously, like, the last nine months have shown that he doesn't really know what to do besides keep doing what he's always been doing. Well, you know? did, did, you, like, did any of you guys read interviews with him, like, as they were breaking up? I mean, he said he was just going to continue doing music, just not as LCD sound system, so. Yeah. How is this any different from what Trent Reznor did? Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, it's just like Trent Reznor. He's not, you know, he's not using Nine Inch Nails as his thing anymore, but he never said he was going to stop making music, and so far that's played out. There's other things that James Murphy can do and he could even if he does other kinds of live shows he could even still play LCD sound systems yeah. stuff yeah it's, well, it's, and even like Trent Reznor like in his recent interviews he's made it seem like Nine Inch Nails is even going to make a new album as Nine Inch Nails right because they're not going to tour anymore which is fine yeah, yeah just be but, the Beatles and even then it's just like but even when Trent Reznor says that like, like you know what's the chances that Nine Inch Nails is actually playing their last show like, pretty slim. You I, know, like, I, I think I think the way the, the way that he phrased it, and I'm this is a couple of years ago that this happened, but the way that he phrased it when he was talking about ending their touring is that they're not going to be uh, the kind of band that goes out on tour and plays these long U.S. arena tours. He never yeah yeah doing a you know a festival here or the benefit there as a with the name and with the songs. He never ruled that out. He just is saying we're not going to be the band that every is on people's like. The kind of band that like people look forward to touring every year or two, and LCD sound system is weird because I mean, they I mean there's definitely a live band to it, but it, most of the, like for the most part it's just James Murphy, right? Like yeah, it's similar to it's very similar to Nash Nails in that too, you know? Yeah, it's like Trent Reznor with touring band sometimes same people sometimes not. So is it? Yeah, just both guys. Both guys are in their forties now. They I mean that's pretty old. He was forty in 2010, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. James Murphy. Yeah. I just, and it's. I think this kind, of the why it's attractive for artists like Nine Inch Nails, like LC Sound System, like even like Broken Social Scene just did, to kind of say like this might be the end or this is the end. It gives them an out that if they want to, they don't have to come back. Like they they put some closure on it. They can feel good about themselves if they never play another show as LCD Sound System again. But no one's gonna hold it against them if they come back and play more because everyone wants to see more. Yeah, it's a win-win situation for an artist. But for LCD, they made such a big deal about going away. I don't know. It's gonna have to be years before they come back. Yeah, and the and the documentary just from the trailer looks so sentimental about it being the end, you know. And then it's just like, oh no, whatever. I know. <laughs> I know. 
We'll never Eric's, have an Eric's answer. Tearing up just thinking about it. You guys are the worst. Um, <laughs> just like so matter. Of no, I, I honestly do think though, like reading everything and being like a huge Murphy file, a file. I don't know what the term is. Um, I don't think they'll wait. ever play as like a band together. Like they'll never play with like those same people at all. Like with Nancy Wang or um, yeah. I forget the the dude's name, the guitarist from Hot Chip. The drummer is like the most. Um, yeah, Pat Mahoney. Yeah, I mean, he DJs yeah. with Mahoney. That's special disco version. But um, I don't think they'll. I don't. I. I don't think they'll ever come back. Yeah, I mean, Murphy did stuff before LCD Sound System. And he's going to do stuff after it. But just in the in the history of bands, there's very few that haven't come back. You know, it's like maybe well, two no, hands. There's, there's, lo- there's loads that have come back. Well, I mean, that people actually want to come back. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, like, that's true. Like, even Pavement, people thought Pavement would never get back together. Yeah, or at the drive-in, people, like... Just, We're still like, waiting for Talking Heads, though. That's the one I... Yeah, remember. but here, here is the... Here's what I think makes them different. Is that they went out on their own terms, and they went out as, like, the happiest group of people on the face of this earth. Whereas, like, a lot of, of those other bands, like, I'm a little too young for pavement i mean like i listened to them but i wasn't around when that was a big thing but like all those bands dissolved with like bad blood between each other and i don't know i mean obviously it seems like it should be the reverse of that like the bands that broke up hating each other should never come back but i think there is i think lcd sound system lcd sound system is a different case than all of those other bands yeah i mean they just seem like friends everybody that's in that band yeah you can just, and, and they are. Yeah. And he's not, I mean, like, it's not like he's never going to see them again. So it's just weird just, like, hanging up the coat of that, like, that name for that band, basically. I hope they, I mean, I, I don't know, I hope they come back. I saw him, I got to see him once, and it was, you know, the last time they ever played L.A., I guess, you know? And I, I want to see him again. <laughs> I saw them, I saw them twice, and I was pretty, pretty lucky. I've never I seen them twice, and they disappointed me by the times. Oh, shut up, Rob. <laughs> Rob. Yeah, no, I, I, I did really enjoy it, but there was Did you see them when they toured with Arcade Fire? No. Oh, that was amazing. Well, I really I just... my, I, they played the Hollywood Bowl with Hot Chip and, uh, and Sleigh Bells last year, and it was pretty awesome. Why Wait, they... Sean was there. Sean, what did you think of them at Coachella? LCD Sound System? Yeah. I thought they, I thought they were good. Yeah, but they I, weren't like, I mean, amazing. I'm not, I'm the, I'm not the, like, I like them. I'm not the kind of per- I'm not like as big a fan of them as a lot of people are, but I, I found their set to be enjoyable. Yeah, but the, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I would have changed the set list. <laughs> but, you know, I could say that about every show. That's, that's for... That's for uh, that's, I'll, I'll leave that to the more, I guess, hardcore fans to argue about the set list. I thought it was fine. It was This was just when I... Because I remember, because that Coachella 2010, that was, like, right when we got their new album. Yeah. Yeah, so let we, me say... So, let me say, as I... Uh, "Quote unquote hardcore fan that their set list for that was perfectly fine. I watched it; they streamed it that night. It was perfectly fine. I thought it was. Yeah, funny. it's kind of it hard was, for them not fun. to play like a lot of good songs, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. All right, that's enough about LCD Sounds. Speaking of Coachella, what's up with Coachella, good guys? I like the segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better when you point it out too. <laughs> what's up with it? What's up with Coachella 2012, guys? They've got the Black Keys headlining, first thing I want to address. <laughs> really? <laughs> just really? The Black um, Keys? Whoever edits this, can you just 
can you just dub in the sound of a plane like crashing into a building or like skidding skidding down to earth right now? I'm fine with it. I don't know. I, I have, okay, Black Keys headlining. Let's, let's talk about that. Why? What's wrong with the Black Keys headlining? Here, here's what sums it up. Is what Sean said is that it's perfectly fine, but it's it's not amazing. So it's not amazing, but it's like they should. I uh, think. I think it's their time. It's you a know, big it, upgrade. It's a bit of an upgrade from Kings of Leon. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, no. Yeah, in terms of quality, but not in terms of like renown. I think. So, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah. I, I mean, I I'm think happy you for have them. to realize how big the Black Keys are, like right at this moment, right now. I don't think any of us really fathom that. Guys, how mainstream famous are the Gorillas? Like, in all honesty. Yeah. I what guess. about Portishead? Hey, I mean, who's I been on more Cribs episodes, the Gorillas or the Black Keys? <laughs> That's. <hard. laughs> I don't even know the no, answer. I mean, to that. Like, like, look, go back to LCD Sound System. It took their going away farewell concert to get them to the point where they could sell out Madison Square Garden. The right, Black Keys just sold out back to back days at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that is pretty. But they yeah, had no, the help. Saying, they had the I'm help of Arctic Monkeys. They don't deserve it because I, I actually think True. they do. <laughs> Deserve it, but I think the weakest part about it is the fact that the Black Keys played Coachella last year as a sub headliner. It's not going to sell any tickets. I, I think that's kind of weak. Do you think Coachella's really going to have any problem selling their tickets? Aaron? No, I don't. <laughs> I think right when you have when you have Radiohead as one of your other headliners, and also Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. That's you know. I, I think with Radiohead as a headliner. It's Coachella just like it, could have any other headline because every year everyone requests Radiohead and Daft Punk. That's who they want. Radiohead, Daft Punk. So getting Radiohead, David the Perry. other two headliners don't matter. The first year that I went in 09, I thought it was kind of weak that the Killers were headlining. I know they're really big, but like I was just I saw that and I was just like, really? But it's like, you know, they had Paul McCartney playing one of the other nights. It's not like they yeah. aren't going to have it's not like it's not going to be a draw. No, and the next year, everyone thought it was weak that Muse was headlining, you know? Right, and because but then you know, okay, fine, but they had Jay Z. So what do you want? Yeah, and even it's, like last year, Kings of Leon, and then okay, they have Arcade Fire and Kanye West. Yeah, I think I think it all works out, you know, like. So they have to and like, in... and the other thing is that apparently Black Sabbath was supposed to headline. Yeah. Other days, and because by of the way, a... thoughts, thoughts and prayers to Tony Iommi. Yeah. Just <laughs> moment of silence for the lymphoma diagnosis. Is that true? I didn't even know that. Yep. Yeah, he, he got he got cancer diagnosis. He's gonna be out a couple months, but it's a very treatable cancer. My dad had that cancer, and uh, one of the all one of the all time greats. Best of luck to him. Yeah, for sure. But you know, and so you can't really get mad at the band for like canceling Coachella, you know. Well, it, okay, so it's it in terms of the Black Keys, it sounds like they need like at least one populist uh, act. But I guess Snoop Dogg and Dre sort of cover that. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, but I mean, I just like every year, like Muse, like like Kings of Leon, like the Killers, they get one band who are just it's their time, you know. Like even Arcade Fire last year, it's like you know, there's Jack there's Johnson. questions about whether Arcade Fire were big enough to headline Coachella, you know. But it was their, it was all the stars were lining in their career right then, you know. It was their time to take that big stage. Was that? And I think this was the Black Keys' time. All right, I'm down. You've convinced me. I mean, 
But like on the other hand, I'll go against everything I just said. I saw the Black Keys <laughs> at two festivals last year, and they're not a good headlining band. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. <laughs> Who wants to stand in a sea of 50,000 people and watch the Black Keys? Nobody. Because everybody that's wanted to see the Black Keys has seen them already for $12 at your <laughs> local, like, 1,000-room or 1,000-person establishment. At Bonnaroo, played before Eminem. Like, they were, like, the second biggest headliner, you know, of that day at Bonnaroo. And they had an hour and a half slot, and they only played for an hour. <laughs> like, they, like, let an extra half an hour of time, like, just pass. Like, they didn't do an encore or anything. They just, like... There's just there's nothing up. wrong there's nothing wrong with the Black Keys like like you said like the stars are aligning and everybody likes them but nobody's gonna go to see the Black Keys not a single person. Well, I don't no, know. Coachella tried to wait 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 Eric Eric they were nonstop for five years. Yeah, but Eric Eric Coachella attract a lot of people that don't go to any other shows the rest of the year round. They just go to Coachella. No, I don't think that's I think that's true. That's definitely true. I don't. No, no. Who, you haven't who been. Who skips all the way out to the desert that doesn't go to a single concert the rest of the year? Loads of people. Lots no. of people. No. You don't not, think not every single. single what, what does Coachella hold? Like seventy-five thousand people. You don't think every single one of them is a regular concert goer? If they, you know, no, if they have this festival. But there's somebody but, who. No, but there's somebody who obviously has an interest in music, and there's no way you could convince me those people don't see concerts. And it's it's not I like I'm no, saying, I I think lots of people go for like, a party. He's going to see real estate. No, it's like everybody's seen the Black Keys that really wants to see the Black Keys. Nobody is going to Coachella to see the Black Keys. I think I'm, I'm talking like guys. just like these the old people. I don't know. Like at festivals, you get like the, the old guard. You know, like the fifty year olds who like you know don't really do much as far as concerts. But every year they go to Bonnaroo or they go to Coachella. And that's their one thing. You know, it's their outing. Also, Eric, you're, you're ruling out fans who've only just been converted by El Camino. They, they <laughs> might. <Surrender> view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the Black Keys. My review says that, but nobody's going there to see them, and that's why I think it's disappointing. All right. People so what about the re- what about the rest of the lineup? To see people will go there to see Radiohead because people think you can't see Radiohead anywhere else, even though they tour all the time. Um, but, not really. But Eric, do people? Yeah, you're under the like presumption that people go to festivals for the headliners. What else do they go for? The rest I of the giant the bill. The weekend. They go for the weekend. How about that, guys? They I'm go going to, to see I'm going Jeff Mangum. Yeah, yeah, I'm going, I'm going go for, for Jeff Mangum. Don't don't say Jeff Mangum. He just no. Here's the thing: is they blow their load early too. Is that like they get people like that? Oh, Jeff Mangum never plays the West Coast. Okay, Coachella announcement, plays the West Coast. Great, awesome. People are going to go for him. The, literally the next day, press release goes out that says, oh, Jeff Mangum is playing this, you know, eight other dates around Coachella. Like, why would you ever go for Jeff Mangum when you could go and see him in an intimate setting, which would be incredibly more enjoyable if you're actually a fan? I, mean, I won't disagree with that point, though, about Mangum, because all Mangum has been playing is intimate settings. This is the only chance you ever get to see him in a giant setting. It could who be would ever want to see that? I don't know. I mean, if yeah, everyone's really want, into it, seeing people it who want to sing along. People, really cool. Yeah, it's going to be a really like good sing along. Simon Fargong. Oh, God. God, no. <laughs> for, me, for me, the Coachella bill comes down to The weekend. Jeff Mangum, Godspeed You Black Emperor, At the Drive-In, just these... Pulp. Pulp. Pulp, Mazzy Star, Refused. These are acts that, like, are very Coachella kind of bookings. 
And you won't find another festival. You won't find another festival that has all those bands. Yeah, they're they're cult following bands. You know, they're (sighs) like aren't going to be playing Bonnaroo, aren't going to be playing Lollapalooza. For me, maybe two of them. That's because they don't sell tickets, and nobody wants to book them. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) they won't sell tickets other places, but they'll sell Coachella tickets. That's because Coachella is going to sell out no matter who they booked. But that's what Coachella does every year: is they book these kind of bands, these kind of niche market bands, and that's what they're known for. And that's what people like Coachella. It's like <laughs> last year that was the only place to see PJ Harvey or the London Suede. You know, even like if you don't care about them, then well, you're not the Coachella crowd. It's like it's like this. So you're going to go there, and you're going to be like, "Oh, great! I get to see you at the drive, and I get to see Pulp, and I get to see Refused." And then in two months, all those bands are going to go on tour, and it's going to spoil. And we'll the see them again. It'd be great. You wouldn't be able to see them again. No, but everybody makes a big stink about them reuniting, and oh, you can only go to Coachella to see them. But in reality, you can't can only go to Coachella to see. But you can go to Coachella and see them all at once. That, yeah, that's it. Fair. And I think also just the isn't the I've never been to Coachella, but isn't the like scenic aspect kind of a big deal? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, beautiful out there. It's like you know, desert. It's hot, but it's like these beautiful scenic sunsets and mountains in the distance, and you know, pretty girls and art installations. And that's that's where that's, I want to. That's where I want to see the weekend. Obviously, in that setting. Come out then. Come out of your Vermont cave. <laughs> yeah, and I'm then thinking I mean. About it. Like, outside of just, like, you know, all the specialty acts, like, you know, Arctic Monkeys, Boney Vare, The Shins, you know, Andrew Bird, St. Vincent, it's like Beirut, Girl Talk, all kinds of good stuff. There's well, just like, just like the Brain Feeder crew all being there at once is a huge thing yeah. for me. And the bottom of the bill, you know, like, is, is solid. There's lots of cool acts I'll be playing all day. Destroyers that's down the there. Thing. In the Here's the thing about festivals is every single festival has a really good, like, filled out lineup that's really solid every year. No way. Some of them suck. Some of them play their load at the top and then don't get anything to... I, actually, Lollapalooza's, like, bottom feeders actually usually kind of suck. Well, but for the most part, they're all really, really good. Like, they're all bands you like. So that's good. But, What's wrong yeah, with that? but... but but they're all equal in that sense, and I don't know. No, they're I not. Just... I mean, I went to so many festivals last year, and there's some that you're just bored during the day and some that you're, like, super busy all day, you know? Well, I will say, like, Coachella this year doesn't really have many, I mean, that jumped out at me, many amazing, like, dance, you know, acts. But Yeah, I mean, I'm not that hip to the dance scene, you know? Like, I saw Girl Talk DJ Shadow, like, that's kind of right. justice. Those are names I know, you know? yeah. I've seen and like. Do they? But as far as like this, and I know um, the one um, mode mode selector. Yeah, it's kind of like the you biggest. have to imagine Tom York might play with them. Tom York might play with Flying Lotus too. I'm, okay, the lineup. The lineup. This is the thing. The lineup is fine, but but that's it. It's just the it lineup doesn't, just doesn't seems... appeal to Eric. That's no, no, no. It doesn't though. I. <sighs> You don't like Radiohead, and they're the biggest fan on there. No, and it doesn't matter because there's a lot of other stuff. Tony there. Like, he's on there. So, is he? <laughs> there's bands at every festival I don't like. I know, but the but... biggest ones at Coachella are the ones that you really don't like. No, that's not true. I just think, I just think in general, like I am trying to think. I'm not. I haven't thought about myself once. I haven't thought about myself once, Phil. 
really? just think it's I think <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little underwhelming, that's all. The thing I heard everybody complaining about is the it's like they don't have a kind of a weekend pass, it's just day by day. Is that true? No, it is no. a week it's no, a weekend pass. True. They don't they the don't it's the other way around. Oh. oh they, okay. also don't, they also don't have the layaway uh option anymore. They you, they the way they had it the way they've they had, had the it layaway, but you had to start laying away last yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah so it was like, a long time ago. Like, <laughs> the, the, now, like they're they're making people do that because, like they like they let you do that six months before the lineup was announced. Now that the lineup is announced and it's and you know there's Radiohead on there, so obviously a lot of people are going to want to go to it. Like suddenly now it's like you you have to be able to pony up all of the money at once. And that's even if there are tickets, because apparently they're sold out for the first weekend. Yeah, I saw this morning it was sold out already. And it's not yeah, even I mean, on sale. That's a lot of a lot of people laid away. <laughs> I'm not I'm not believing that story until Friday when the tickets go. No, I mean I'm seeing it from some pretty reputable sources like the LA Times. That's true. Well, what? How how quick did it sell out last year? It was it pretty much like two days, wasn't it? Yeah, because I was days. trying to I was trying to buy tickets. It went on sale on like a Wednesday. And I got paid that Friday, I remember, and then it sold out before I got paid. But then in 2010, it didn't sell out until, like, the week of the festival. Yeah. Hey, man, people love their arcade fire. Yeah, that's true. Who's going in, in this podcast? Who's going? Working on it. Hoping to. Well, I mean, it just depends. Where we, I, I put in our application for coverage today. Can you hook me up? <laughs> <laughs> the, audio perv, the audio perv is going to send me um, on location. <laughs> oh, I, I hope so. All right, let's talk about what we've been listening to. Um, man, Rob, what have you been listening to? I have been listening to Voyageur by Kathleen Edwards. I don't really know that much about. It was brought to my attention by Johan, who listens to all this kind of folk and country stuff, and it's like really pop folk, produced or co-produced by uh, Justin Vernon, aka Bonnie Bear. And uh, it's a nice album. It's just really, I don't know, how would you describe it? I know Phil's heard it. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of reminded me of that Sharon Van Etten album, I guess, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I listened to it a little bit. It's like a little bit more almost country it's like, yeah, it's, definitely... it's it's very glossily produced, which yeah. isn't something I'm normally into. But I I just thought, I found like these songs had a had a lot of heart in them, some nice, really nice harmonies and arrangements, and just it's just really catchy and just a really easy listen, quite pleasant. I think pleasant I, is the word I would use. Yeah, Rob, <laughs> it was very pleasant to listen to. I think some of the the people um, who've also heard the album that uh, work for BPM have called it like mom rock and. Like I think I I think that sort of stuff is that a thing now is is that gonna be the thing like dad rock? I, I guess. So. Well, I think we're that's are we gonna start having like cousin rock at some point? <laughs> didn't didn't Phil so didn't you rock. use the what, the term I, mom I rock? I coined mom rock. That was mine. What yeah, was it about that. though? She and him Christmas. She and him Christmas album. Uh, she and him Christmas album. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mom rock. That boy Phil. <laughs> oh mine. <laughs> But I think that's unfair to say about. Uh, and uh, it's out. I think it's. I think it's fair with him. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this album has like some tonality to it. There's some like electric guitars and shit. 
that aren't just yeah. glossy the whole time. Yeah. The red rocks a little bit. It's got a little bit of rock to it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's alright. <laughs> Still, I don't think it's my thing. I'm not going to listen to it beyond the, the first spin, probably. <laughs> so, sorry. That's my opinion, I guess. I think it might be my thing. Yeah, yeah I, I think... Yeah. yeah. I like... I, I like uh, I'm getting old, dude. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> no, you're I'm not. Gonna I'm going to be 30 this year. Oh, really? Yeah. And the, yeah, and the, the girls with, like, you know, lush instrumentation and, like, smooth melodies, are, it's kind of it's kind of my thing now. That Sharon Vanette album is killing you, isn't it? It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I Love can't. See, I Love First that. Aid Kit. Love that album. <laughs> yeah, First Aid Kit. It's a lot of, lot, of, lot of good folky women albums coming out in the next couple of months. Because it just has to be a time, like, in your life where you just give up, like, trying difficult music, right? <laughs> no, know, more, no, like... more post- no more posturing. This is what I like. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's whatever is easy. And I don't it, think it's, about. it's like, just like, it's just like giving up and wearing sweatpants all the time, basically. And I've been Dude, I'm wearing that. sweatpants right now. Not cool. <laughs> there you go. There you I'm, go. I'm wearing sweatpants and playing Mario Kart on my 3DS. Oh, man. I know what you're saying. Eric's ready to be like 30 right now. <laughs> yeah. You're an honorary 30 year old, Eric. Oh, thanks. You're making me blush. <laughs> so, I don't, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Kathleen Edwards, though. Wait, it so, sounds cool. I've never listened to it. it. Check it out, Eric. You might like it. I love the new Sharon Bonnet, and I mean, if it's even tangentially related to that, it could be pretty good. Yeah, check it out then. Phil, what have you been listening to? I've been listening to uh, Cloud Nothings, Attack on Memory. Which album is that of theirs? How many? Second? Second proper album, third release, I think. I think there's a, a, a first release that was like, collected singles and random shit, you know? Right. But um, I think this is the second proper album. And in, in, in two years. Like, last one just came out the same time last year. So he's putting out albums pretty quickly. This guy Dylan Baldy or something like that? Yeah, Dylan Baldy. That's his name. He's, he's a kid. He's like 22 or something. He's from Cleveland. He, you know, you'd mistake him for Waves, except he's way more uh, not insufferable I guess oh man hey now hey <laughs> or just you know not everything's not what does a that joke mean with uh, Cloud Nothing it's like he actually takes himself relatively seriously and even though they kind of come from the same sound you know the same kind of devotion to 90s rock and 90s kind of pop punk like I think Cloud Nothing's is what would, Waves would sound like if you know Waves didn't get high for a day and put a little more thought into things. Man, you're just passive aggressively <laughs> tearing down. And I waves. like waves, okay? I'm not. I don't hate waves. I'm just saying. Yes, yeah, sure sounds like it. <laughs> it I did so. I'm, I'm recommending this for people who like don't hate the way waves sound, but just don't really like waves personality. We should also That's say fair. that people people who've heard the first Cloud Nothing's record, even if you didn't like that, you should check this one out because it's, it's quite a shift in sound. Quite yeah, a shift. It's way different. Not way. I mean, I 
See, I think people are overblowing how different it is, though. Is it just production? So I guess yeah, it's Steve, Steve Albini on this one, right? Steve Albini produced it, which is, oh, okay. is a big deal for... Yeah. He gets to work for Steve Albini. Yeah, yeah. But, but apparently Steve Albini sat around playing Scrabble on Facebook all day, according to the interview that <laughs> yeah. Dylan did, did with Pitchfork today. That sounds yeah. like something he'd do. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I've always heard this about Steve Albini, is he... Part of his like big black, you know, DIY thing is that, as far as a, as a producer goes, he'll produce anybody that's willing to like pay his fee, because right. he he thinks it'd be like kind of anti his philosophy to be like pretentious about it, and be like I'm only work, working with so and so artists, you know. Right. So anybody who's willing to book him, he'll work with, you know, and just try to make their record sound good. Yeah. Which explains why he's worked, you know, with from Cloud Nothings to Joanna Newsom. You know, it's like. <laughs> Can you can you see his fingerprint on this record at all? I don't know enough I, about that kind of production stuff to uh, be like it sounds uh, like an Albini record, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a bit more crunch to it, a bit more big black kind of sound, you know. Well, he's kind of has that uh, that I don't know his his uh, production's a little bit more like sparse and bare, a little less yeah. little less distorted, I guess. If if how I would associate with Cloud Nothings. I don't know. Well, yeah. all, all I would say is that the first album, the guitars, they were there and they played melody, but they didn't really like roar. On this one, they're like loud and they're in your face, especially on those first two tracks. They're like, like he sounds like Kurt Cobain. On, like, it it definitely is. It's more of a growl to his voice. He's not afraid to be abrasive on this album at all. But oh, like, it's, like, it's it's a it's a very likable abrasiveness. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. All right, I want to hear this now because um, like the it's press good. Release, you should check the, it out. Yeah, the, even Eric was skeptical before he heard it. What? what, what? No, I like the first Cloud Nothings. I thought you told me you thought they were average. Well, I think they were average, but I think it was a good album. Uh, I don't think it was great, but it was good. But yeah, yeah I, th I think we're seeing less uh, a songwriter finding his voice. You know, it's like, you know, this is a second proper studio album. It's, I think it's a better album than the last one. It kind of sounds... Even though, even though sound, I like the last one. It sounds like the shift between uh, the first uh, Pains of the Pure at Heart, or whatever that band's called, and the, the first one and the second one. You know what I'm talking it's, about? It's, it's except for both like of that. those albums were bad. Yeah, except this album's... Oh, really I, didn't, I didn't like... Albums. I don't really like either of those. But the second one had, uh, like, the guitars were way louder and... Yeah, yeah. Sounded more like also, also, he talks about in the press in the press notes for the album. He talks about wanting to create something that'd be more interesting to play live because he he realized when he took the old album out and tour that it was really boring to play that night after night. So he wanted to make something more interesting. Uh, I mean, I think you can totally tell that he's been way more into this than the last one. Do you think it's gonna do like kind of propel him more into you know the, the I biggest think spotlight? so. I th I mean I think already like. As far as like, if you're going to talk about Pitchfork, you know Pitchfork has their top story right now. An interview with Cloud Nothings. Oh, is it really? on their on their on their has yeah, their top news story. You know, nine point two. I can see this one getting best new music on Pitchfork, which is like a big deal. Both both the two lead tracks have gotten best new track. Yeah, I think it absolutely will get best new music. I don't know. I don't know if I would rate it that high. Might I mean? It might, it'll be an album in discussion at the end of the year. I think. Yeah, I think so. Man, end of the year. It's only January. 
Cheers <laughs> on that. Have you guys started making? Have you guys started making your best albums of the year so far? Lists. Actually, we want to. If we want to keep up with uh, the rest of the blogs, we got to start doing that early. Eric, what have you been listening to? I skip me. You don't want to say. I, I okay here. I listen. I want to talk pink. about the big pink with you. I'm yeah, I yeah. had to write about the big pink twice. What's, what's the album called? <laughs> Future shit. Future, <laughs> future this. Future this. <laughs> future shit. That's great. That's what I'm calling it from now on. <laughs> You can't spell this without shit, I think. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's bad. It's really bad. It's what? like it's like they it's like they were like, "Okay, Domino's was a really good song, and I want to make a career out of that." So they tried to make every song sound like a really overblown top 40 version of Domino's. Oh, and God. it's really bad. It's it's atrocious. Really? It's really bad. Like, it's not just like, eh, it's, it's whatever. It's really bad. It's actively bad. And I'm offended that they they took that O Superman sample, because that's a great song, and then they turned it into a shit one. So is it like, um, so you said top 40. Is it like really just overblown production? Just Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff going on. Like, the, I talk about in the review, a like the opening rock. track. It's like, <laughs> it's like 10 seconds of like, that kind of like screechy weird guitar thing that they always do and then like this like bass pedal and then like 25 seconds into the song it's just this like really overdone chorus and there's just every like, single no... song every single song has an overdone chorus and none yeah, of everything is just like there's no like there's no like teasing there's no like leading up to like any big anything it's just like this like song starts this thing happens and it's just like boom 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 and it's just really it's just too much going on all at once for far too, far too much of the album. It, like it sounds like they're going for like pop music. Yeah, they basically tried to sell out so hard. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think they're going to be successful either. No, I don't they're think not. They did it well. no, they're not. I think that they're, they're trying to do. Oh shit! Uh, like back in the '90s, like bands like Blur and Oasis could get away with like big, big choruses like that, and they're trying to bring those back, but in like a more modern way, and it's just not yeah, working. Yeah, it's at all. really bad. In like some songs. And there's it shifts the genres way too often too. Like some songs sound like like cure like ripoffs of the cure. And then some sound like weird like electro dub, like kind of like some of like Diplo's like weird um tracks even. Just like really weird really weird shifts in tone, like from it's just it's bad. It wasn't their last I think it might have been I don't even know if it was a it was an actual official release, but they released some sort of like witch step, or I mean witch house. Oh, I don't know. That. I, isn't their only other album the uh... the hit brief history of love? Yeah, yeah, it might have been like a mixtape, which was know. perfectly fine. I liked that album. I liked yeah, Domino's. A brief Domino's history of love. Like, yeah. Domino's had that like sort of like pop hit, but was like done in like an earnest way, and everything about Future This just seems like. This band is being totally propped up to try to in, in, to try and make somebody money who's really out of touch with like the music industry. Okay, and it's surprising that it's it's coming out on 4AD, so it can't have been like label pressure or anything. It's 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 like fully their own decision. 
Like, if it was on a major, then I could understand They sucked why. on their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've done this to yourself to this. <laughs> well, well it, it's like they forgot why anyone cared about their last album. It was like, all the, like, the cool, like, atmospheric, you know, like, sounds and, like, yeah. it was really moody all you, have to do, all you have to do is look at the covers for both albums. The big thing... <laughs> Brief History of Love, it's got this really dark, this, like, naked chick, it's all atmospheric, and then Future This is, like, fake graffiti in these two dudes in, like, Nike sneakers, like, oh, check out my six, <laughs> check out my 6.0s, yo! Like, okay. No, this sucks. What? So it's, like, it's, like, aspiring to be, like, corporate rock without the oh, corporate what? backing? Yes. Next. Or the know-how to do stuff. That's so weird! Loud. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> I'm baffled. Yeah, because, like, their, their last stuff was awesome. Like, their the single they did for Velvet, they had this awesome remix by Gang Gang Dance, and it was just, like, it seemed like they were, like, hooking up with these really cool bands, and everything was going great, and, God, Future This is bad. Yeah, everyone was thinking on, on, on Brief History of Love, oh, this is, like, really promising. I wonder what they're going to do next, and then future shit. But I've been listening, I'm just going to mention it, because I don't really have much to say about it, but I've been listening to... Uh, Denbeck Stairs, uh, Elemental. Um, which is parts one and two. So, like, what, what, um, Denbeck Stair does is release kind of EP length vinyls. Um, like, I think this, uh, whatever it's called, like, this, um, suite of, releases comes in four parts and each part is like three or four songs and the songs are like 10 to or like eight to 12 minutes so it's not insignificant but right now just they just released or they're going to release i think next week uh the two parts as a collected thing and uh i'll say it's really it's really good it's it's they kind of do this um i've mentioned them a couple times on the podcast but they do this sort of really dark ambient uh ambient techno kind of stuff and uh they are still doing that so it's exciting i guess but that's, that's you put you put them on our full seasonal seasonal thing didn't you yeah i did i put they they did um they released a collection of their 2010 albums called uh triptych and i put that on our fall seasonal the way and... you describe their music doesn't sound at all like what i consider full music I well, I I picked it because like Halloween. I don't know. It was, it was just ah, scary. Scary music. Yeah, I mean they would work just as well in winter, I guess. But that's um, cool. I'm I'm gonna check them out. You've yeah. intrigued me. Yeah, they're really they're really really dark black. Which album is best to get into them? I would say just download Triptych. Um, it's it's like two and a half hours, but like you mean you mean buy Triptych. Because we're all about legal. Well, I mean, yeah, we don't, we don't promote, we don't promote any kind of unethical ways of acquiring music. No, no, I meant yeah. download legally, not illegally. Oh, yeah, course. download it off iTunes. Yeah, if so, it's on iTunes. Yeah, and and so I'm excited. They're gonna probably release all four uh, parts as one thing at the end of 2012 or the middle of 2012. So I'll probably review that when it comes out. But um, right now it's cool just seeing them, uh, seeing them put out you know this slow pace of album so that's what i've been listening to sean what are you listening well to? i have been listening to the weekend uh echoes of silence
I'm sure all of us have heard by now. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, th- I mean, this is obviously. I reviewed third- it actually. Yeah, I, I, I was. I was just about to say you did, and uh, it's obviously the third uh, album that he that Abel Tesfaye the the weekend has released in 2011. I'm gonna call it an album. It's it's released as a quote unquote mixtape, but I don't consider it a mixtape just in terms of its structure. But uh. So I, I'm, before I go into what I think about it, I'm curious to hear all of your thoughts about it. Obviously, Will, you liked it. I read your review of it. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's it's a weekend mixtape, which means it's good. Yeah. I The first time I put it on and that cover of Dirty Diana came on, I was I looked at my iPod again. I was like, did I put on Michael Jackson by mistake? I didn't really realize how, how much he, sound, he can sound like Michael Jackson. Like, I, thought, I thought he was trolling everybody by just putting a Michael Jackson, like... Like, it wasn't actually a weekend mixtape. Like, oh, just kidding. I'm giving you Michael Jackson songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He does sound like Michael Jackson quite a bit. Yeah, I never like, made that, that connection. I, I never made that connection before. The person that I think his voice that reminds me the most of is Jeff Buckley. I don't know what you guys think about that. Jeff Buckley? Really? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. It would never have crossed my mind. Jeff Buckley. Which, wh- which <laughs> kind of Jeff Buckley? Like, any particular song? That you think? Oh yeah, Jeff, oh yeah, totally, Jeff Buckley. Really? You think that no. too? No. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I kind of get it. I, I get it, like in terms of like passion and stuff. Yeah, that's and exactly I, what I mean it in. I think. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I'm gonna listen again, um, but I am looking forward to him bringing out all three physically. That's right. He did. He did say that he was working on doing that. Yeah, and uh, with bonus features. He's so got, he's got some samples to clear, if that's true. Oh, really? Yeah, those Beach House samples and Susie and the, and the Banshees. Uh, do we want to talk about Beach House? Sorry. If we want to step back to news for a second. I don't even know. What may or may not be done with recording an album. Oh, really? AKA probably done recording an album. Yeah. I'm down. Why, why haven't you written that on the site? Because it's all hearsay. So they posted. I'm sorry, Sean. Continue. We'll talk about this. No, after. I don't. No, go go ahead. Well, I know. Yeah, I, I know don't really like Beach House, about. but people really like Beach House. I like Beach House. So they're. Oh God, let me. I hope I get this right. If I don't, it still makes sense. Um. So their um, label like posted something on Facebook that said like wrapping up in the studio. Or like they're, you know, like on their It was the recording studio posted on Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like that got taken down. And then like somebody, the person who was producing it like posted on Twitter. Like saying like, oh, we're done with something. Something, quote unquote, that we've been working on for like a long time or whatever. And then, I don't know. It basically, all these things have been like taken back. But it pretty much sounds like it's done. So, yeah, a new Beach House if you like Beach House. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> 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 right. Good thing we had Phil here to verify that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, to it, verify it, all it, this it, hearsay it, and weird <laughs> stuff that happened. Oh, a bunch of blogs like retweeted the photo, you know, and then the photo got taken down, which is really weird. But like the photo just said, you know, Beach House just wrapped up recording at the studio. Is that know? like a is that like a surprise that like what is the the mindset? behind hiding the fact that they recorded an album, you know? 
That's exactly why it's weird. Like, why would you take down the photo? You know, like yeah. the, maybe they just don't want the pressure like, of like knowing it's done, and now it's like you're on a timetable. Like, well, it's been done since January. Why is it not out yet? You know, that's true. Maybe, maybe they're plan- they were planning a, like a surprise Radiohead style release. Maybe they don't. Maybe <laughs> this is they're, not, they're not that big that. though. Beach House is just like. Bam! Our new album's out right now. <laughs> it's in stores. You don't even know, man. <laughs> Chill out. Chill out. Listen to the new Beach House right now. Who wants to bet? Who wants five dollars that uh, Beach House headlines Coachella next year? Hell no! No, not even close. Are you serious? Talk about a band whose stars are aligning. <laughs> well, if the new album is good, maybe I don't know. No, it could never, happen. Never that big. They're nowhere near good enough live, but I guess the Blackies aren't very good live either. From no, I just don't think the Beach House would ever be that big. No, me neither. Right, anyway, let's, let's talk let's about the weekend. <laughs> Did everybody sound off? Everybody kind of sounded off on what they think about We all Here's, like it, right? I like it. Yeah. If you haven't it's, listened to the first two, what are you listening to the third for? You dummy, go download the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe Sean and I are in, in a different boat because I, I think both of us have listened to the first two so many times that we can, like, tell the difference between all three of them. I mean, am I speaking out of line for you, Sean, there? Cause I, I can no, tell- not at all. I'm, I go, I'd be curious, to actually, to see what you think about where this ranks, like, overall in terms of the three because I go so back and forth. I think both of them are pretty clearly better than Thursday, which I still like, but I don't think it's as consistent as... House of Balloons or uh, Echoes of Silence, but I go back and forth so much on whether I like Echoes of Silence or House of Balloons more. And I'm just I'm curious to see what you think about well, that. I think just ha- stepping back. I think House of Balloons is is a better album just because it has. I, I agree with people that like um, they haven't been able to recapture the kind of the hook appeal of House of Balloons, and I think right. that, and I think that does make it a better album. Um, but as I said in the review, I think there's there's enough difference between all three of them like i i i kind of recognize that echoes of silence is a better record than uh thursday i think i think it's i think you're right it's more consistent the lyrically it's so much more on point and and it's more immediate this the production is more immediate but i i for some reason i really like thursday's it's almost to me like i I listen to it a lot it's almost some of parts of it are almost like rock songs in a really weird way like those uh, the first two tracks have like very kind of atonal guitars and and the birds part one has this like sort of weird momentum for R and B and the rest I mean the other two mixtapes stick pretty close to that kind of the R and B hip hop pace whereas I, I feel like parts of Thursday get into this weird sort of almost rock music momentum and that's and that's kind of like I I. I do like Thursday almost as much as Echoes of Science, if not more. But I recognize that I think Echoes of Science is a more listenable record. Echoes of Science is my favorite. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think. Actually, I don't know. Unlike Sean. Even though I haven't listened to them anywhere near as much as him. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm torn between the two. I'm actually working on a column about how we should all be more appreciative of the fact that the weekend just pulled off one yeah. uh, a three album run that's as good as any that anyone has done in the last several years in less than twelve months, all online before he's signed to a major label. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean like if he had kind of released these with years apart, they would be? You'd, good? We'd be talking about it the way that we talk about like I don't know just. 
off the top of my head, like alligator boxer high violet like that that kind of run i feel like is what the weekend has pulled off just releasing his stuff online and not really having any promotion behind it except for i think drake tweeted one of his lyrics once that's basically the closest to mainstream promotion that the weekend has had except for i agree with you i guess i guess he did remix a lady gaga thing recently or something I don't know. yeah I, mean, I, I agree on the point of the how amazing it is like that yeah he's done this pretty much out of left field, out of major promotion. And, and the, the time span has been remarkable. I don't know if I agree a, 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 that much about the quality being that high. I think, they're all, I think they're all good albums. I think House of Balloons is a borderline great album. You know, I don't think the other two are great. I think they're good. I what, think, so I so you, wait, you, you think we had, if we, he brought out House of Balloons first, everyone thinks it's amazing. If we had to wait a year or two years for Thursday, we would have been disappointed. Yes. The answer and then is if yes. We to, if, if we had to wait another two years for Echoes of Silence, would we have been disappointed or what? No. No? I, I, I think I, people I think are appreciating so. it more because of the time span and the way they're being released. I think, I think it's easier to like them because it's just like, hey, this guy's just spinning out albums and they're all pretty good, you know, like. It's pretty. It's hard to hate on. I that. think. I think the production is incredibly underrated. I think the production, as far as like the beat making goes, rivals the best pop music. Not in terms of like uh, immediacy, but just in terms of detail and 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 um, you know production. Uh, I guess. I agree. I love shops. the sound. I just think as outside of Echoes of Sil- or outside of the first album of uh, House of Balloons, like the hooks aren't aren't as strong. Like there's a couple on each album. That right, but could but fix- hooks. Is- Hooks only go so far, anyway. But with like, R and B, it's like hooks are kind of. But you I mean. think I think this transcends R and B. I think it's it's less in touch with, you know, contemporary R and B and more in touch with almost. I hate to. Well, I'll say bass music, and that I think a lot of the production takes more. Um, you know, it, it it's kind of hallmarks from more electronic music and less from pop music. And I and I and I think the production, if you, I mean. I don't know. Maybe it's just us. I mean, it is totally a subjective thing, but I think just the the amount of work that goes into creating, crafting the beats, and especially the vocal production, how detailed it is, and how kind of it's all. There's always something happening in in almost every moment of every song and on, on every mixtape. And to me, it's like that that aspect of it makes it like better than most R and B. And I think it transcends it as far as you know genre music goes. That's fair. That's a. I, mean, I haven't really given that kind of thought. So, and I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, I listen. I've listened to these a lot. Like, there, I, I, I <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm getting that impression. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I, I mean, I. It might only be because I've listened to it so many, so many times. But, and you know, after you listen to music a lot, you come to appreciate just. Because you know what's going to happen, right? It's pre- yeah. you you know those par- the parts that are going to hit you emotionally, and you kind of expect it, and that's great. So I think, and that might be why I think Thursday is so great. But I think Thursday is pretty underrated in terms of the trilogy. I mean, everybody's like, yeah, it's not it's not even good, but I think it's still, I still th- I I would still call all three of them amazing, and I say that without reservation. Like they are amazing albums. That's my opinion. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> no one's got anything as constructive as that to say. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't get that. Yeah, I mean, I still think everybody's right, and I mean, we gave House of Balloons our number two album of the year. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's it was too low. 
What was it behind that stupid St. Vincent album? See, I'm okay. I, I mean, I'm okay with that. I, I like the St. Vincent album a lot, but like. But so, Sean, what do you, so how do you think uh, Echoes compares to Thursday and House of Balloons? Well, I think it's better than Thursday. I think it's more. I guess I would say it's more sonically unified than House of Balloons, but I don't think the high points are as. Uh, I agree totally. I think it's. I think it's more of as like an album. High as know? House of Balloons. Yeah. How how much of this stuff do you think he had before we heard House of Balloons? That's a good question. Do you think I don't think he started from scratch on Thursday? Yeah, often. no, no way. This is all. This is like a lifetime of work coming out. You think so? You think it's all been done? I don't. I don't. I don't think he's sitting down. He's like, all right, just release that House of Balloons. <laughs> Got to make a new mixtape. <laughs> you know, like bam, like three months later, here's like ten fully formed songs. Right. Like with new artists, it's usually like the first album or two albums. It's usually the stuff they've been, the songs they've been writing their entire lives, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's, that's why, why it's the soft, sophomore slump because the first album you get your whole life, second album's like you got years, you know. Yeah. Sean, do you have any opinions on the on this going forward? I mean, he does have like a pretty oh, good just, amount of exposure though. I just, I just am interested to see what happens when he does get big because you know he is going to sign with a major label eventually, and just I think just from the association with like Drake, he's gonna have a certain amount of mainstream success and it's just it'll be interesting to see uh sort of how how he responds to that and like how because like it's so weird to see it would be so weird to hear something like uh really something like anything on his recent on his on his album on the radio like even I, even yeah. the more accessible stuff it's gonna be so like he's does any of that really have a place on pop well, radio that's that's what that's so. see, that's the thing is that he's gonna get super popular but I don't think he's ever going to get radio play. You don't think so? No. It's, he's going to be like, I don't know, like Arcade Fire. Like, incredibly popular, won a Grammy. But, like, when's the last time you heard them on the radio? Or, like, any, like, normal radio, not, like, super niche, like, weird radio stations. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it's wishful thinking. Because I, I, I feel like, you know, Montreal, which is, like... But, but I, I think he could get radio. Like, who plays Drake? Anyone that plays Drake will play The weekend. no. No, no, that is no, no, no really? way in hell. Why yeah. not? Because they're they're postured as completely nope. different artists. Drake Drake is a product. The weekend is music. Ayo, slam. I like it's it. Just, it's just I mean, you can you hear a song like Headlines, for example, or fuck, what's another song on? Uh, I'll take or, take or, care. Or that take, one with the, take, that one with. The one with Nicki Minaj, the I'm so proud of you. Like you hear one of those, that's a perfectly, you know, conventional radio single. There's nothing right. there's nothing about the, see, this is the thing I don't get. People have fooled themselves into thinking that Drake is somehow innovative and edgy and groundbreaking, and he's really knocked. No, exactly. That, like, that's nothing, what I mean. Nothing, is that... Like like I don't wanna just I don't wanna just re retread over the stuff that we talked about in our really lengthy uh Drake episode a couple months ago, but it just I I I I am not at all surprised if Drake gets played on the radio. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like I'm so out of touch with what gets played on the radio that I'm just like, yeah, throw Montreal on the radio, man. People will love that shit.
to our feature discussion. We got we still we got still got multiple things to talk about. So So we want to talk about the name change quickly? Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. We changed our name. 130 BPMs dead. It's gone. RIP. Well, I mean it's, it's still there. We're dancing on its grave with beats per minute. Yeah. Who who well, wrote, the- who wrote that headline cuz that was pretty funny. Uh, Evan must have written it, I guess. Yeah. Which which one? What are we talking about? RIP 130 BPM. Yeah, that was a bit much. But then <laughs> Eric wrote half the letter, Brent wrote half the letter. In the place. See, because I like things and I like people. Yeah. And I thanked all of you readers and listeners because you guys are the best. Yeah. But yeah, nothing's really... It's business as usual. We just have... Business as usual. We're making slight tweaks. You can comment on our reviews again now. I guess the biggest news is that uh, the site will look different in about a month, right? Well, hopefully. We'll see. Oh, people, okay. people have been no taking promises. advantage of the comments on reviews, though. Someone went to the, one of our Guns N' Roses second looks and wrote like a whole essay in reply. to the Really? Tweets. See, that's yeah. cool. I'm so glad we have that back. Yeah, yeah, me too. So we're beats per minute now. Get used to it. Call us BPM. Call us whatever you like, actually. Call us BPM so that in another year we'll just change it to BPM. <laughs> yeah, well, we would have done that if we could, but, you know, BPM.com is expensive. Yeah, who so if you have a lot of money and want to send it to us so we can buy bpm.com, please do. I'm Googling if you, BPM. If you, own, if you own bpm.com and just want to give it to us, that's also cool. You happen to be listening. <laughs> How weird would that be? That would be weird. <laughs> I like Beats for a minute, though. Like, aesthetically, it looks good. Yeah, it's it's good. I like it. Um, do we want to talk about the 2012 album preview? Maybe just touch on what's what's happening this year. Sure. So 2012, what's everybody looking forward to this year, and just for the whole year? What's like your most uh, anticipated album? My most anticipated is Spiritualized. Oh yeah. When's that coming out? March. March 19th or 20th. Yeah, we got that promo. Will do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. we didn't. We, we didn't get it. No. Not yet. <laughs> I want it. Uh, what else am I looking for? I think to? the new Dirty Projectors might be mine. Is yeah. that a thing? Is that really going to be a thing, though? I, I love their last album, so I'm excited for well, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. Their last, like, three albums have been some of my favorite albums, like, almost ever. I thought Rise Above was really great. Um, yeah, Rise Above was great. And obviously, you know, Biddy Orca was great. But no, are they actually putting out an album? Like, do we know that for sure? Yeah, no, it's like, it's like almost done recording. They talk to Spin and everything. Okay. Well, almost done recording, but does that mean it's going to be released anytime soon? Like, no, they were almost done recording like a few months ago. Like, they were uh, recording okay. it. Like, it should be done in a few weeks. Like, I think okay. it's supposed to be like late spring. Okay. Cool. No, that'd be great. Yeah, because Biddy Orca was absolutely incredible. Let's go yeah, back. Animal to that. Collective should have an album out this year. That'll be hopefully cool. You think so? Nah. Do no. you think it'll be cool, or do you think they'll, it'll be out? I think everybody's going to pan it because everybody hates Animal Collective all of a sudden. <laughs> I never liked there, Animal Collective. I'm there is a lot of backlash. You know, neither did I. But I kind of liked Meriwether, so... Really? Yeah. I, I, I love Animal, Animal Collective. Yeah. have never what? had an album panned in their career. Is no, that that's what? true. Like, none of... Yeah, well, but, here comes they were Indian. It's like the dog. biggest pile of shit ever. It's, they were always the underdog. Nobody wanted to pan them because they had to champion them. But now that they were like, oh, yeah, Meriwether's great, now everybody can be like, yeah, they're yeah, old news. I old never news. liked them anyway, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I genuinely did never like them. 
like actively or just like whatever? No, I just uh, I'm first I was just like whatever, and then when they got even, you know, as their hype ramped up a few years ago, I started actively disliking them just because I never thought they were very good, and then they started getting all this. I mean, they've always had all this hype, but it sort of went back up to another level when Meriwether Post Pavilion came out. For me, I always didn't get them, and then I started to dislike them when people loved them so much. And then when Meriwether came out, I really liked that, and I started to like their other albums more, so I went to see them live, and then that just just destroyed everything, and I went back to hating them again. That's too bad. (laughs) Sounds like a a bad romantic comedy. You guys, you guys. Islands are going to put out a new album this year, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, I think the Islands record's going to be good. I'm, I've got faith. I, I mean, we should have that in like a week, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we should have that, yes. All the listeners should have that in a month. You plebes yeah. can't have it yet. <laughs> My most anticipated Gold? is uh, the new Scuba album, which I... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Will. Scuba. Yeah. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm, looking, oh. I'm looking forward to that. I'm like and, li- like with my with the fiber of my very being. I'm anticipating now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds gonna be so really good. good. That's gonna be really uh, good. I think the new then, Daft Punk's gonna be really good. Is that actually they, coming out? They bring it out no, something? I'm just I'm just trolling <laughs> real hard right now. I'm sorry. I bet the new Daft about, Punk's gonna be good though. <laughs> what about Janelle Monae? That's gonna be good. Oh yes. yeah, that's the other one. Wasn't well, she? She's gonna put out two this year, isn't she? Apparently, supposedly. That's what she says. That's what she says. <laughs> so is Yay Say? is apparently putting out two records. Oh boo! That last album stunk. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. I agree with. I mean, I'm not, I don't. I'm in between. I, I think it's overrated by our staff, but underrated by the general music community. That makes Have sense. Been to one of their concerts? People yeah, go crazy. Yeah, I like Yaysayer. I don't really yes. understand them. Like, I just never. They're speaking English. <laughs> nice. Their lead singer's a douchebag, but I like the I like the Saudi Arabian dude who wears jumpsuits. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. With you. I like wild. the guitarist guy's better than the singer. Yeah, they're like folk, right? Like, I've only listened to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, if you've only listened to Red Cave, <laughs> I've only yeah. listened to one album. And it's oh, the second album went. They went super pop. Okay, I've yeah, only... they tried to make a they tried to make a cut copy album, but it wasn't good. I listened to All Our Symbols. Yeah, that's a good album. It's a good album. Yeah. What kind of music is on there? I don't even remember. It's like it's like yeah, it's like psych it's like psych, psych folk. Yeah, psych yeah. folk rock. That's what I thought. And I just but yeah, but the yeah they got album, way more electronic elements on the second album. I don't know. I know. It, our, I know our site like really loves them. Like I knew that before I even started writing for. VPN. I was like, oh, these guys. <laughs> it's known from it's known oh, yeah, from here yeah. to the fan club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I I fall somewhere between where I think I I don't like them as much as our site does, but I like I think, like a lot of critics didn't like that new album. Like it got panned on Pitchfork. I know that because it wasn't good. I think I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think it's better than than that, but not as. It was old. in my top ten of the year it came out. So I think cool. I think um. Chick Chick Chick's gonna put out a new album. That'll be good because all the their albums are good. Have a new album out, right? Yeah, Wait. yeah. That'll be interesting. Wait, that hey. one's supposed to be more the, like a dancey version of their last album or something. Overall, I'm not very excited about 2012, though. Like, I'm. Oh come on! I'm not, I I don't know. I'm not like. I mean, I, obviously, there's gonna be a million surprises and a million great Dude, albums, but King of Limbs well, Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, looking back on 2011, were you satisfied? Or yeah, I love 2011 a lot. 
I like that. <laughs> yeah, looking back on it, I, there weren't that many mind-blowing 20, albums. 2011 was lame, but I think 2012 is going to be awesome. Yeah, I think 2012 is going to be better than 2011. Oh my god, you guys, you guys, you guys. You know what I realized we haven't talked about? What? Donda. Oh, oh god. Yeah, yeah, god. yeah let's do it. <laughs> what the fuck is it? Can someone explain it to me? It's the new Jetsons movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what this is. It's no, like it's, it's it's Kanye West's multi-faceted, multi-media company that he's apparently it's making. Entertainment like, Seven Twenty. I don't it's wait. First done. and foremost, do any of you guys think this will ever come into fruition? Of course it will. It's Kanye. When is everything he ever says not? Uh... Well, yeah, like two oh, years Jesus later. Walks. Like, how how long did we have to wait for Watch the Throne after he first tweeted just finished making an EP with Jay-Z or whatever? We had to wait, like, two years. No, not it turned years. into an album. Yeah, true. I don't think it's going to happen. What what did that, like, can someone fill me in on what? It's basically Grantland is what it is. Oh, stop. It's not Grantland. Basically, well, Kanye went on, like, a hour, two-hour tweeting spree just completely babbling and then he came up with this this uh he said he's making some kind of company that's named after his mother called donda that's going to be like multimedia multifaceted it's going to help kids learn in new ways and uh, do all kinds of crazy shit and some somewhere in there he came up with something about a jetsons movie yeah he's gonna yeah he's like making a new jetsons movie (laughs) (laughs) you mean fucking guy so it was i i don't think you can really make sense of the tweets but it's whole it is it is riotous it's a knee slapper <laughs> i kind of felt kind of emotional really i felt like he was being really you know honest about it and passionate yeah no it's was, it's good but it's also no, i agree with them did you see um you know dave dave from here in la dave rock blog yeah oh yeah, yeah. you see him after like because a lot of people were making fun of kanye like right after the rant well, and like yeah he posted, and then- he posted a really interesting tweet right after he was like he like when when someone like speaks their mind and like gets really personal on Twitter and then everyone makes fun of them is like one of the problems that we have. Yeah, in, like, him and the him arts and Larry, right but it's Kanye. Like, yeah, well, it. I don't isn't know. That, like, isn't that like isn't that like his place like in the world? Like people love him for that to be able to make. Yeah, fun and, of him. and it was ridiculous. Like he was going, he was going off being weird, you know. But like, I mean, it pointed to like the the reaction to it is was kind of sickening, and like that it points to like, you know, I'm just gonna. Th- I'm just gonna I, throw I, this out there. If Kanye needs somebody for this thing to retweet Soldier Boy's tweets, I'm all I'm his guy. <laughs> I agree with you, Phil, well, but at the same time I think that's why a lot of people like Kanye, so they can make fun of him. You know, he's like I don't know. No, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you love you love to hate him. Yeah, like exactly. I, okay. Well, uh on? let's back away from the Kanye you love to uh a lot I just of people, don't like I'm him. A lot of- I love, I, love to, I love to hate him until he put out a good album, and then I'm kind of like, okay, well, I'm on board. I mean, I don't, I don't love to hate him. I just, I, I, I'm fine with him, but I, I just don't appreciate when, you know, someone, even if it, it is being kind of ridiculous, you know, but like when someone's like, everything he was tweeting about, they were pretty noble aspirations, you know, and like, yeah, it seemed Phil, like he's like putting his mind to good work if he really wants to accomplish all that, and then... You know, then the music community just tries to tear him down and make it seem like he's crazy. Did you see? Did you see Larry Fitzmorris's tweets about it? They were like exactly the same. I didn't know if you. I don't know if you follow him or not. I mean, no, I was talking. I saw Dave's, but like, yeah, but yeah. 
they were both saying like the same thing, kind of just like, well, you know, like, oh, Kanye goes off and then everybody just makes fun of him. And like, yeah, like what's wrong with somebody being passionate, even if his aspirations seem silly? But, I don't know. I feel like there's more. There's like people we should hold hold in higher esteem and their feelings and their passion than Kanye is my feeling. Like I agree with you that like people going off on people, I guess trying to be you know honest and passionate on Twitter is uh, is kind of shitty and sickening. But like it's it's Kanye. He's like nothing can touch him. Like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's shit. got a big, he's got a big target on him at all times. But For he's sure. he's yeah, never gonna that, even you know, hear but, that stuff. Like. It's not like it still doesn't do make like me any happier with. I, I'm just I'm pretty regularly sickened by Twitter music community. So well, yeah, nothing. that's fair. That's yeah. totally fair. <laughs> I know? think I think I agree. Oh, I, come on, guys! To anyone from the Twitter music community out there listening, we love you. I love. I Except know. Phil, I'm regularly unfollowing all of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then following you again. Who don't you no, like, no, Phil? I don't, no, I, Phil, I'm, who don't I'm you like? I have a lot of people I follow, and now I'm just weeding them out. Who don't you like, Phil? Why don't you like them? I'm not. Call, he's not calling them out. Well, if I can say something that's kind of regarding that is like, I feel like that is kind of what the music community does is they they hold everything at arm's length and they make fun of it, you know. And that's kind of annoying. That's kind of annoying, even when it's about Kanye. And I'm definitely not, you know, uh, innocent of that. But like, it, it becomes. I wish people were more, I guess, sincere about it or more honest about i don't know it's kind of this weird love more, it's like more critical more critical everything comes with a wink play. you know what's that phil it's like it's like everything comes with a wink on like in like yeah yeah you know and it's I, like like it people, doesn't have to okay. be that way we can just like, right, like be passionate and like things like and not people like, people like reporting on feuds and calling them stupid like the stupidest feud to ever exist but it's like you made it a feud by reporting yeah. on it it's yeah like, come on like it's not. It's not anything until like that. Uh, what was that? That. Um, uh, no, I don't even gonna. Go Are you talking about Azalea Banks and that whole thing? Yeah, that was that was kind of. No, like what about Arcade Fire and Flaming Lips? That was a, that seemed like a total media creation to me. Well, it all is. Like, what was that? Uh, the, Kurt, <laughs> the the avalanches and Bonnie Vare and Kurt Vile. Yeah. Kurt Vile. That was the the one when Kurt uh, Vile and Titus and Yeah, yeah. When they it was like the most. And people and people are like egging them on, you know. They're like, "This is stupid. I wish it was more dramatic," you know. And it's like, guys, <laughs> just fuck. Just we love music. We don't have to, you know, fetishize hating each other. I don't know. I do that sometimes, though. <laughs> we know you. I do love. That. Yeah, I, I love think, Drake. I love <laughs> Drake. Common thing, just because I like anybody going after Drake. <laughs> See, yeah, there you go. I mean, it's fine. It, it's fine to it be weak, like, critical about it, but I don't know. It gets it gets to the point where it's not even about the music anymore. It's just about Twitter. It's just about really cool sweaters. I, I hope Kanye makes an awesome fashion line or whatever the hell he's doing. <laughs> I'm sure it's supposed to be dope. I like his I like his fashion. Sense. I'd hope he'd do something cooler than fashion, though. Thank, thank but the funny the funniest part of that Twitter rant was when he went like the part where he's talking about like his history as a fashion designer. Right, like, like he had an opportunity to intern uh, with Mandy. Yeah, like and you know, he was like working in Italy, and like even when he was like a little kid, his mom would take him to like get fur, and he would point to the most expensive one when he was like a baby. <laughs> you know, like, that's something he said. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot. Okay, about that's, that. that's a little hard. See, not that's to laugh the thing at. is that he says stuff like that, and that's why people laugh at him. It's yeah. not like his ideas of like making things better, like making literally everything in the world better, is like something to be laughed at. But like when he says dumb shit yeah, like no, that, that's why people that, laugh. That yeah, that's just. 
face value kind of comedy. <laughs> Didn't oh. he also say he worked undercover at Louis Vuitton or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But like, and yeah, his fashion a, history part of the tweet was like ridiculous. Cause like, and he's like, he's got a contract with Nike to make one pair of shoes a year, and he's not. He yeah, no, like two pairs of shoes a year. Robin, <laughs> you just say Nike. Yeah, that's what they say in England. I'm, I'm sorry, Nike. Anyway, why well. are we talking about Nikes? Why? Because uh, Kanye gets to design like one pair a year that's, or something. That's why. And he's like, I only get to design well, one pair well, a yeah. year. All right, this podcast is going a little off the rails. We need to rein it back in. <laughs> so we're we're excited, if not, uh, you know, overjoyed, overjoyed about 2012. Right, everybody, we can all agree on that. I'm excited yeah. to be alive and listening to music in 2012. We're gonna That's get our a last new, year of music. Yeah, we're gonna get a new at the drive-in album. We're gonna get a new pulp album. We're gonna get a new Jeff Mangum album. We're gonna get a new Jeff Mangum. We're not getting albums by any of those people. <laughs> let's let's call it a podcast. I think I don't I don't have the timestamp, but we've probably been going for like six hours at least. Right? Uh, 150, 155, 30, 39. Oh my! <laughs> All right, this will be fun to edit. All right, everybody, that that's been our first podcast of twenty twelve, um, and it's gotten the Beats Permitted era off to a smashing start. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Um, thanks for being here, uh, Phil and Eric. Um, I think this went really well. I'd like to have you guys. I like to do the five man thing more. Have you guys back more often? I like That's the five man said. weave. Yeah, I like it. It works. I was I was I was uh, sp- skeptical what if five people would be too much, but I don't think so. All right, everybody, say goodbye. Goodbye. See you on the site. Bye. We love you. He's waiting. See you on the internet.